it hit me like a ton of bricks the other day that there might be some confusion or it might be misinterpreted that when I say direction, not perfection, that I'm not saying don't try. I'm not saying don't give it your absolute best or stop striving to be the best version of yourself. There is a huge difference in the words perfection and excellence, and let's not get these confused. I want excellence in your life every day, and the only way that we are going to keep up the momentum and the confidence to keep striving for that excellence is to not be brought down by the expectation of perfection. Excellence is not perfection, and perfection is not excellence. Interested in hearing more? Stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction, Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 56, What Perfection Is Not. Have you ever had someone describe a word to you by the way of saying like what it is not versus what it is? I don't naturally think this way and I was sitting in church this last Sunday listening to our pastor at New Life Church here in Arkansas. Um, Yes, and depending on how long you've been listening to me, my church in Cincinnati was also called New Life, and this is kind of a funny story, is that my mom, because she lives in Arizona part-time, when we were like, we're loving this church, you should listen to the podcast, it's New Life, when she jumped on to grab the podcast, she accidentally grabbed this one in Arkansas. So it was like a year, maybe even more before we realized she was listening to the wrong podcast. And the funny thing is, is that we had no idea that Arkansas was in our future. So when we said we were moving to Arkansas, she goes, oh my goodness, I know your church. <laughs> I know where you need to go. This is, this pastor is so funny. He's amazing. So it was pretty cool that my mom was the one that introduced us to our new happy church home here. And my daughter calls it a, a God thing. And I'd have to say that I agree, but oh my goodness, I digress. So at the beginning... <laughs> of the the service, they pass out kind of these fill-in-the-blank cards for note-taking, which is right up my alley, as you know. I'm such a note-taker. And so I was looking at my notes and staring at this topic of excellence is not. And so the pastor goes into these ideas of excellence is not. One of them is excellence is not being privileged. It's not having the best. It's about doing the best with what we have. I really like that. Um, Excellence is not being polished. Excellence is not being perfect. To say this, I say amen. (laughs) Thank goodness I don't have to be perfect to be excellent. Shoo, I'll stop here because this instantly made me think we might get the word perfect and excellent confused. I actually think that my husband and I have some confusion when we have some conversations 
you know, between these words, um, surrounding perfection and excellence, because you know me, I'm constantly talking direction, not perfection. And then sometimes I feel like he goes down this path of, well, I'm going to try hard. I'm always going to strive. And when he says perfect, I actually think he's meaning to say excellent. So we laugh about this, right? He goes after everything 100%. It's hard for him to enjoy a walk when he could be running. But just because I choose to enjoy a walk or maybe be present with a friend and have conversation over a walk, it doesn't mean that either one of us is right or wrong. We are both doing our own version of excellence. Just because I stand on my soapbox of direction, not perfection, does not mean that I am telling anyone to not give it their best, to not be excellent. It's actually the opposite. I'm encouraging the best by giving permission or grace to figure out our own standards of success instead of trying to measure up to those around us. Okay, their their success feels perfect in our eyes because we're not seeing all of their shortcomings or their failures or their learning curves, call it whatever you want to call it, that they are going through that equals their own level of excellence, right? We don't get to see everything underneath that. We just get that kind of picture perfect thing at the end. So we have to ask ourselves, what is our own measuring stick to success? If my husband was my measuring stick for my success, I would fall short every time, every stinking day. So I would also, if I'm really being honest, I'd probably have incredibly low self-esteem. He's run a marathon without training more than six miles. His workouts are three times harder than mine. He's hugely successful at work. He's so smart. I mean, so smart that he tutored me in chemistry in a college course that he'd never even taken. This is actually just a few examples that just happen to roll off my tongue, but the list goes on and on. (laughs) Thank goodness that God made me exactly who I was supposed to be and that I have my own talents and my own interests. But the secret weapon is designing my own measuring stick. What does that mean? How do I define my own excellence, my own success? You should not only be thinking about this often, but you should be writing it down and then looking back and assessing how it's going. I can forget how much I really care about getting a healthy dinner on the table, especially like in a crazy season of life. Sometimes I'm like, meh, does it really matter? Or eating as a family. I can forget that I care about learning something new that feeds my my energy tank for the day, that it feeds my tank to be sharpening a skill set, to go just practice guitar or to go, I love putting things together, like how some people cringe when they get something from Ikea that they have to put together. I like digging into the instructions and doing it and seeing my end product. That's a weird happy spot for me. I can forget until I look at past goals and see how many times I've written down similar goals. And then I rein these goals back in. I pull back in the healthy cooking or the sitting around the table or the doing a project. And all of a sudden, my world aligns. I breathe easier. And I'm just reminded that it's so important to meet my own measures of success. They define who I am. I might never make a million dollars, but a couple engaging sessions with a client throughout the day and I feel I feel my worth and I feel my energy tank rise. So what if we turn this around and my husband was using me as his measuring stick to success? 
So here's my days. I get to snuggle my kids every morning, have conversations in the car, you know, that I get to get filled in about their lives, their school, their teachers, their friends. I get to be part of my clients' lives to the point where some of my clients have become the nearest and dearest of friends, that they're spoiling me and my kids. And I get to sometimes even help change lives or at minimum just participate in the change of a life. I get to nourish our family's bodies and our minds through prepping of healthy foods, reading with my kids, setting up play dates, strengthening friendships. I get to tuck everybody into bed knowing that that quality of time was spent with those that I love. Can my husband say he would succeed in all of those areas every day? Uh, Sometimes, yeah, but not every day because our days look different. We are using our talents in our own ways, and thank goodness that we each have our own talents and we make up this team as a whole, and I love the team that we make up. And it's a heck of a lot easier to run it together. It makes for a smoother day, but it doesn't mean that one person's day is more successful than the others. It just It's just different, different measuring sticks of success. I can't say that enough. So now that I've been a dead horse on defining our measures of success, let's get back to the word excellence. So if we say excellence is not being privileged, is not being polished, is not being perfect, then what is excellence? You, of course, know that I will tell you, but don't be afraid to come up with your own standards as well, okay? I would encourage you to write down your own measures of excellence and have it as a visual somewhere that you can remind yourself of daily to just see if those boxes are getting checked off within the day or within the week. So here's some examples for you. Great habits of excellence are always give more than expected. Have you ever heard the the phrase where you say under promise and over deliver? I really like that one. You're just always making sure that people are getting more than what they expected. Great habits of excellence are always find a solution. Man, when my kids are just complaining, complaining, I instantly want to be like, okay, what's your solution? It's so easy to complain and it's so much harder to create the solution. Always learn from others. Always be on time. Always be diligent. Always be prepared. Always be honest. When you start to look at habits of excellence and you're putting these types of words or thinking through this process, being on time, being diligent, being prepared, being honest, giving more than expected, always finding solutions, aren't these the type of people that you want to be surrounded by? Doesn't that just describe excellence and and that you're going to have your own as well? But It just feels different than perfection because somebody who's perfect might not give all of these great qualities. So let's keep going. You know, the coolest thing about having excellence in our habits is that people watch our habits. Kids watch our habits. If we have excellence in our habits, we become a strong role model. We get to be a game changer, a difference maker. I want to leave this earth knowing that I touched and enhanced a future generation. When I first met my husband's great-grandma, her name was Grandma Titi, she was one of the coolest great-grandmas that I'd ever known. The whole family messed with her. They played jokes on her. I remember at Christmas, someone put 
um, a remote control whoopee cushion behind her seat. And every once in a while, someone would press the button and be like, Grandma Titi. And she would just giggle and say, I didn't do that. So she was like the opposite of what a grumpy old person you could like envision that, right? Her lightness and her smiles made her just such a delight to visit and be around. And instead of visits feeling like they were shoulds or have tos, it was it was fun. It was like, let's go see Grandma Titi. You knew you weren't walking into a grumpy bitter land. So she was a role model to me. And I didn't even know her for, I don't think it was longer than a few years. But to this day, I'm like, I want to be a Grandma Titi as I age. Her habit of excellence, of keeping a positive spirit, it was watched by me and I know by her family and by others. Um, because again, people watch habits. Grandma Titi wasn't just uplifting here or there. It was a habit for her and you knew what you were going to get with her. I have so many other examples with amazing people that I've been surrounded with throughout my life. But the, the point is, I'm not meaning to leave anything out. I just... I felt like Grandma Titi was a really good example. We should be striving for excellence within our day for ourselves, but also for those that are watching. So I ask you, in what area of your life are you not giving your best? That's a, that's a tough one, right? It's hard to be kind of brutally honest with ourselves. This is a great question for your whole day. And when we are so fast to beat ourselves up about not fitting in a workout or eating an unhealthy meal or you fill in the blanks with whatever you get frustrated with, are you frustrated because you're not giving your best, not striving for excellence, or, 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 or are you frustrated because you are using the wrong measuring stick? You are using someone else's measures of success and then you feel like you're constantly failing. So I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna repeat this. I'm gonna say it again because I think this is really important. When you are frustrated with your day or with something that you feel like you failed on, are you truly frustrated because you know like deep down in your soul that you're not giving your best, that you're not striving for excellence, or if you are being honest with yourself, are you frustrated because you're using the wrong measuring stick? You're striving for somebody else's day of success and it's not fitting up, lining up with your day of success. And so that just causes constant frustration and constant feelings of failure. So that's what I'm gonna leave you on today to kind of hem and haw over. And I am so excited to tell you that going into this next year of 2020, every month at the beginning of the month, so the first Monday of every month, I'm going to be running a one-week accountability group. So I need you to know that that just will constantly exist. And the exciting part about that is that your goals don't have to line up with my goals. My goals don't have to line up with somebody else's goals. If you feel like, man, I am just needing to jumpstart a couple good habits for this month, you know exactly where to come. I will put you in a private group and we'll put those goals right at the top of your priority list. And then we have an accountability team that will hold you accountable. There'll be daily videos that will be coming your way to keep you on track. Because I, it never fails to, it never fails to surprise me how short, of a time it actually feels to get back on track. 
sometimes even a day or two of getting healthy habits back up and running makes me feel like I've been successful for a month. And it can go the other way too. If I've been falling off habits big time for one to two days, I can feel like it's been months that I haven't been doing anything right. When in reality, a lot of times it's just been a day or two, maybe a week or two, but it doesn't take as long as we think it's going to take to just get back on track. And so My want is that that week to jumpstart each month will just throw those positive habits right back to the top of the priority list, have have your buddies keeping you accountable, and then sending you off for the rest of the month feeling back on track. Because friends, this is just how it goes. No one's going to feel on top of it every month. We're going to have some months where we do, but that's the other thing that I was like, I think it's important for me to run these every month versus just throwing them out sporadically because it's comfy to know maybe I'm kind of good this month, but I might need it next month because I know that I'm going to have some barriers or struggles coming my way. So my hope is to just provide this flow, kind of like the Monday morning chats or knowing that the Friday podcasts are going to be there. Now you know that once a month there's an accountability group waiting for you if you just need that jump start. So have such a blessed, wonderful week. Cheers to health and happiness, and we will talk soon. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you or you could picture that exact person who needed this, I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2020 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open to new information keeping an open mind to the fact that our journey will look different now, a year from now, five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification, and it's not always that exciting, but a much gentler, redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all of the years of every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.